strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. Luke chapter 13, verse 24. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. (coughs) Heavenly Father, please speak to us this morning through your Holy Word. Please give us ears and hearts receptive to hear you. Please use my words to make your word clear. Amen. This morning's gospel um, is a, an interweaving of comforting images and chilling images. Right, This image where the Lord says, oh, I wish I could gather you together like a hen with its chicks. is comforting, but then in the next moment, your house is forsaken. Whew. Um, and the initial image of people banging on a door wanting to come in and not being able to get into the master's house where there's a feast happening um, it's a haunting picture I don't know if you have any memories of being locked out of a place you, were, you wanted to get into um, but it's a chilling picture of where the Lord is candidly describing hell and contrary to an image which I've heard kind of floating around um, in recent years, this idea that hell is a place sort of barred from the inside, like it, as if people were choosing to be there, the Lord paints a picture of, no, there's unhappiness of being there, and that it's actually locked from the outside. Indeed, the most chilling piece of all is in the figure when the master of the house doesn't recognize the person who's, who's come. Specifically saying, I do not know where you come from. And this requires a little bit of... Um, extending our imaginations into the ancient world to grip its meaning. That whereas today we could define ourselves by many different things, like our, I don't know, occupation, um, you know, the identity on your driver's license. Back in the ancient world, it was always, what tribe have you come from? That's how I know how to locate you socially. And so what's happening in the, par- in the figure that the Lord uses is to say, you're not a part of this tribe, this larger family unit. You're not recognized among God's people. To use the phrase from Galatians 6, the people who are not allowed to enter the house are not of the household of faith. The household of faith. So the, the sort of exhortation built into the figure the Lord uses is, be a part of the household. How do you do that? You get into the house as through the narrow door. And I think that narrow door, as I've been thinking about it, I don't think it's a picture of like a door that's just you know, cut in a very narrow frame. I think it's a picture of a door that's sort of in the process of closing. Like where we say like, there's a narrow opening in the door in today's English. Um, you know, get in while the door is still open is the picture here. So that, that's a paraphrase that offers for a strive to enter through the narrow door. Get in while the door is still open. It's presently open and it will soon be closing. And here we have a sort of... Um, Severe news together with good news, right? The severe news is that the door will not always be open. The good news is that it is open, that you can get into the house presently. Strive to enter the narrow door. So I want to just um, unpack each of those three words, strive and narrow and door. The first word, strive, um, is a tricky word as we hear it because as we receive this gospel message of Luke chapter 13, um, it, it sort of sounds a bit like possibly dangerously close to a works righteousness 
but it's not because there is no righteousness that's acquirable by works. This is not striving to attain salvation. This is Christian striving, empowered by the Holy Spirit, striving towards having faith. I think about um, how careful and attentive we usually are to worldly things, right? Like think about, for me, as I think about like bills. Like I'm pretty careful to pay the mortgage every month. Make a note on my phone, thing on the calendar, check it. It still comes a bit dangerously close sometimes because I'm not the most organized. Um, really need to set up auto pay. Please remind me to remember to do that. Um, but I'm careful about it because it's important. And yet, when it comes to things of the spiritual life, how easy I find it is in myself to kind of slip into this lackadaisical, ah, it'll all work out in the end kind of attitude. I was struck even as we heard Philippians read just a minute ago and heard that phrase again, their God is their belly. It's like, that shoe fits. Am I striving to smash that idol, right? Rather than sort of just constantly paying obeisance to the God of my belly, of like, oh yes, what nice things can I enjoy next? But, and, that, and this is why we take on the practices of Lent, of small acts of self-denial, as just so many little ways of spitting on the idol of the belly and saying, no, I'm not going to just follow your every whim. Strive to enter through the narrow door. Narrow, um, I think the, what is meant by narrow uh, is, a, is again a, a weaving together of different meanings. Narrow in that um, Christ is the only way to enter the household of God. It's the, it's, he is the only door. Narrow because this life is pretty short. We don't have a lot of years in order to come to faith and repentance. And lastly, Something that strikes me um, hearing the gospel uh, this week is how difficult the act of repentance continues to be. It doesn't really get much easier as a Christian. There's always that little bit of pride that wants to think, no, now I'm getting it right. I've been a Christian a good number of years. And I have to constantly be like, no, I didn't get it right again. I actually broke God's law again. I sinned again. And that sin has this um, quality of blinding ourselves to it. The figure that comes to mind is, and I, I don't know if there's a lot of leeches down here. There's a lot of leeches in Wisconsin. Um, and when they latch onto you, they, have the, they secrete a chemical that numbs you right there so you don't know that it's there. It's horrible creatures. Why God made them, I don't know. <laughs> but, the, but the figure that it, the very act of its latching on hides itself from you. Um, and that sin has a quality like that. It's, Repentance is tricky. It's a narrow door. Lastly, the door, the key that I think really unlocks the meaning of this figure that Jesus uses is when he says elsewhere in his teaching recorded in John chapter 10. When he says, I am the door. Jesus says, I am the door. The feasting hall of God, the household of God, since the fall used to only be full of angels. Right? Countless myriads of angels worshiping and praising and enjoying God's presence forever. And it was a sealed building. There was no entrance into that household for millennia since the fall until Jesus came, until the door himself came, the door who opens up access into the household of God. And I think about it as a sort of two-step of when he took on our flesh, it's like he cut out the frame. And when he died on the cross, 
fulfilling all the prophecies of Israel, then through the, the, the very tears in his own body, he swung that door wide open. And so now there is entrance into the household of God only through faith. That's why we have this paired, I think, with the Genesis 15 reading. Abraham, the man of faith. But now we can enter the narrow door simply by believing in Jesus while in the short time that we have on this earth and repenting. Strive to enter through the narrow door. Amen.